Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast that firmly stands by its initial assessment that fixies are for the track, beer is a proper recovery drink, and sleeveless jerseys, jerseys and arm warmers should be a felony. This Unless is the pack. Cipollini. No, not even that. He never did that. Let me do my Bullshit. damn introduction. Even the jerseys he did. The Seattleites are way too talkative. This is the Pack Filler Podcast. I'm Pat Bulger, the host. And um, we are once again recording live. This time we are at Peddler Brewing Company in Seattle, Washington. Let's prove that we're live. If you guys could actually make some some sort of a noise. Thank you guys for coming out and listening to us. For the people who are just on the internet, we are under this gigantic tent with the best heater I have ever seen or felt in my life. I actually walked up and went, oh, crap. And then we got under the tent and my wife said, we're going to be okay. Uh, it's great to be in Seattle. For for the panel who didn't know, I am from I am from over the side of the the other side of the mountains. And for the audience who doesn't know, I'm from Spokane. Okay, I got a cheer. I was waiting for somebody to say, "Oh God." That was a Trump that, voter. That guy's, that guy's from D.C. He doesn't know what Spokane <laughs> okay. means. Okay, but um, it's it's nice to be over here. I, I used to I do have a, a history with Seattle and cycling. When I was a junior, we used to come over here all the time as uh, racing. I spent a lot of time on the track, Marymore. I spent a lot of time, uh, Joe Matava, all these wonderful experiences that I used to have over here. I even lived over here right out of college. I was a messenger downtown for Elliott Bay Messenger Company. Do we have any messengers? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. That was a beautiful time. Now that all they do is deliver Subway sandwiches or, or what's the brand? Jimmy John's or something like that. But... Uh, if you had medical documents back in the, the mid-90s or a real estate sign that needed posting, I probably fondled your medical documents or broke a sprinkler line in your yard. 
But um, it's great to be here, and, and these, these guys are awesome. And before we get to anything, I need to introduce our panel for tonight's broadcast. First off, and, and definitely not in, in any ranking order, a uh, guest who has been on the show before. He's opinionated. He likes to swear. His website borders on cult status. He's the founder of the Villaminati, the creator of the rules, and the decider of the hard man. Welcome back to the show, everybody, Mr. Frank Strack. You can talk whenever you want, by the way. So it obviously was in order of importance. Yeah. <laughs> well, I start with the people I know. And I doubt that. <laughs> And uh, next guest, new to the show, uh, but highly re recommended by an, an anonymous source. He's the founder, owner, builder, and namesake of Hedrick Cycles. I can't say anything cruel about him yet because we've just met, and I'm in the market for a road bike. So let's please welcome to the show Carson Hedrick. I brought the paid audience. <laughs> he did. That was the loudest we had. Also new to the show, someone I've just met, but after stalking him on Facebook, I've seen beards, cruiser bikes, beer, smart-ass commentary, and I know we're going to be just fine. He makes sure all of us look good and feel good in Castelli gear, also representing other numerous cool uh, cycling-based companies, so let's welcome to the show, Eric with a K, Solberg. <laughs> Gentlemen, let's get to the first most important topic before we, before we even get my wireless microphone is, is being bitchy. Um, most important topic, gentlemen, what are we drinking tonight? Beer. Peddler this Brewing This is the, the Peddler Brewer uh, Fresh Hopped IPA, and it comes in a Belgian glass. Are we all doing the same thing? Um, I am as well, and beer should be drinking as fresh as possible. I've got the milk stout because... I don't do the girly cyclist physique, so I'm taking the calories as I can get them. Is, is that chocolate milk? Or is With it beer? beer. <laughs> it's milky uh, smooth. Today on the show, you guys, I want to settle a bunch of controversies. Uh, we, we have been texting quite on and off throughout the preparation for this show about uh, uh, several different topics about what we were going to talk about. And I, I just want to get to the nitty-gritty. Now that we've all decided we're drinking uh, a beer, even though... Carson's going off in a different direction. <laughs> I think it's time we all, we all. I'm drinking. Yeah, Pat, I'm drinking the fresh hop drinking? IPA. I'm drinking the fresh yeah. hop here, but it's down here on the floor, and it's yummy. Uh, yeah, three to one. So I, I, I like believe the votes odds. are in. I like this guy over here. <laughs> I want to. I want to settle some controversies about the world of cycling on the show today, and uh, primarily, I just want to. You know, I think we could probably come to the conclusion. That whatever we decide goes. Gentlemen? Obviously. Well, what I decide goes. Yeah. We. We but me. Uh, no. You guys are a bunch of tight-ass, lycra-wearing <laughs> roadies. You love providing me with the lycra. Only because I make money doing it. Not much. <laughs> Okay, so I, I've got uh, a couple topics that are kind of short to the point, but I think we could probably come to the decisions that will just decide it for the entire cycling industry across the board. My first topic was brought up to one of you by text. I don't know who it was because all I saw were numbers. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to talk about disc brakes on road no. bikes. Disc no. brakes on road no. bikes. Carson says no, but he puts his... No. 
cantilever no. brakes on his frame in a way that makes it look like his bikes are disc brake bikes, but no. No. None at all. Technology, you got to go with it. It works no. better. So my, my overwhelming problem stopping my bike is not locking my wheels as it is. I don't You'd have to ride your bike to do that. Oh, my God. I've stumbled into some blood here that I, I don't know if I want to get too far. So why would, I need a, why would I need a disc brake on a road bike? On a cross bike, maybe. Although, on a cross bike, you fall over a lot, and you have a lot of bent rotors, so it's also a pain in the ass. Let's look at this. Let's look at this since the introduction of this device. Way. Why are we talking about brakes? Brakes are for emergency purposes only. Why would you want to slow down? Because I, there's a controversy around it, and it's my show. Ornamental. So. Any kids? I will there give you this. Kid, so I, can't say I will off. give you this. Brakes are for stopping. <laughs> Which brakes are for slowing down, not for stopping. Okay, since the introduction of this down? device, since the introduction, of, stop talking. <laughs> since the introduction of this device, there have been um, improvements, technological advances, as Eric as Eric said here. There are agree. There are discussions that there are better performance in brakes. There are discussions, uh, grumblings about there being better aerodynamics. Uh, wheel change headaches would probably be a downside. How the hell are you going to get a wheel change uh, quickly enough on a disc brake, especially if your rotors are all over the place? They look kind of dorky. And then, of course, we're talking about the rolling cheese grater that, that apparently is the disc brake. So um, uh, let's, let's, let's try to take this in not such a, I guess, preschool orientation where everybody's just yelling louder than the other one until they get to take their toys and go home. Let's, let's, uh, should we, should we let, I want to start with Eric on this one and see, and make our way here. Individual opinions on disc brakes, Eric. Okay, so disc brakes is where I'm assuming we're talking specifically road racing. Disc Absolutely, brakes. yes. Right. So we're mountain bikes, it's kind of a done deal. It's done, works better um, for sure. Um, okay, argument for disc brakes. If uh, Formula One wasn't around, um, or if Formula One followed the same rules as cycling, um, they'd still be red driving around in drum brakes. Formula um, One uses super, brakes super to slow down, not cars. stop. Um, technology and things that work better, and it's advancement of the sport. And the what what wins on Sunday sells on Monday is a true adage in the field. Don't you? Didn't you sell a lot of Bianchi's? Don't you know that the Bianchi Ferrari project was the biggest failure in Bianchi's history? You guys are already talking out of turn. It wasn't the biggest, but we can. I'm gonna need not to doing mountain bikes back in the eight, early 80s was the biggest. <laughs> and you're going to attribute that to not having disc brakes, I'm sure. Uh, for road bikes, though, it, seriously, it, um, the, the advantage of having just something that works better, I don't think that there's really uh, an issue with tire changes, wheel changes. It's going to be a standardized size. Um, it can be done as fast. They are, they're safer, they're more consistent, um, especially when you're seeing guys ripping down mountain stages super, super fast. Why not push the sport to its limit? Why not? What's the downside? Tradition has its place, which is a great thing, but... Eric, I, I, uh, for the listener at home or in your car, we got two little babies who are just going, can I talk next, teacher? My wife's waving me off, trying to shut me up. She is. She's telling you to shut up. Okay. I'm going to let Front go first. Okay. Please. Back me up the here. Traditionalist roadies here uh, need a voice. It's, need a voice. Uh, Jesus. 
I don't know what improvements you're talking about. Like my brakes stopped, so maybe in rain. But actually, what's interesting is GCN did a did a side by side comparison of some descent somewhere in Spain, and uh, they uh, <laughs> they uh, they found that there was basically zero. There's maybe some mar- they had. It's marginal. Accelerometers and all sorts of things on the bikes, and there was such a marginal improvement, even in the rain, of disc over uh, caliper brakes, not cantilevers. But um, the the caliper brakes, my biggest problem, honestly, always is locking up my wheel too soon. And my, basically, my brakes are too strong as it is. I set my brakes so loose that basically anybody that touches them is like, oh my god, you need to adjust your brakes. Because if they're any tighter than that, I'm, I'm just going to slide. I, I follow that, and I don't, I don't disagree with you, but the, the other advantage You're trying to sell of, more bikes. Of, of being able to build... You're a, trying to sell new and more you bikes. You can build a lighter wheel. You don't need to worry about rim, rim failure. Um, you can build lighter wheels. With, I, I had a carbon. 900 gram... With cassette but you can wheel go set, but you can That's go pretty, lighter. You can go lighter. That wheel set did break. Why I'll give not? you that on a descent. Push it, push it, push it. That's what the bike industry is all about. And if you sell it, sell it, if sell you're it. gonna stop, if you're gonna stop technology, then yeah, you're stopping sales and you're stopping. So I, I agree with not stopping technology, uh, but I don't think disc brakes is the place to do it. It's like a strictly just changing something to change it. It works in, in mountain bikes, but the fact is with mountain biking, you want to block up your wheel a lot of the time. You want to slide it through turns. Being Mount, able to mountain bikes are also used to not having a single standard whatsoever, though. It's a good point, too, yeah. Because it's a newer industry. You're not talking about tradition, though. He, that, he rolled so his eyes for those of you who They're making that. up for lost time. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in, in 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 essence, it's a new it's a new industry that well, started. Well, mountain biking for sure is absolutely a super innovative industry, and that's what the whole thing was founded on. Cycling is a road racing is a very traditional in, industry, but it has nothing to do with whether or not you need a disc brake on a road bike. Road racing that's is a traditional innovation, sport. Innovation and doing bicycle racing is the innovation innovative and doing industry. Doing something new for the sake of doing. Sorry, I'm talking over you. Doing something new for the sake of doing something new is not innovation, right? It's just changing things up because you feel like changing things up. Innovation is saying, here's a problem. I don't, there are very few people that look at the way that their bicycle stops and they, their road bike stops and they say, this is a problem. I, this one doesn't stop, right? So the, this, is not, this is not solving a problem that exists. This is maybe a marginal improvement if you can lighten the wheels maybe it's a secondary I totally agree benefit. with you and I so it's, it's difficult to support my position but <laughs> I also used to I, I'm an old school I started I got into I got into I mean I started riding when I, my bike like all of us when I was five years old loved it um, but then I got I found mountain biking and that got me back into the sport and I was in that old school world like you are where Suspension? Who the hell needs suspension? It's just going to break. It's just one more thing to fail on the road. And I was in Moab, and a guy had one of the first rock shocks, and sure enough, the crown slipped. And it was like, see, it's never going to catch on. It's stupid. It's not going to work. And then I finally got one and rode one, and I would never think of riding in Moab without suspension and full suspension now. Um, it's a technology. It's a different sport, I get it, than road racing, and there is the tradition 
but to simply put the blinders on and say, ah, well, we're just going to stick with the old world because that's the way it works, is not moving cycling forward. Let me ask so, you a question. Let me ask you a question. Well, well, I got, I've okay. got the best thing to say. <laughs> Epiphany! <laughs> Epiphany! No, remember, remember the 90s in Paris-Houbet when they brought mountain bike technology to road bikes? Oh, yeah. Rock shocks. Yeah, yeah. The dual suspension Bianchi that... It won, that like, it won like three years in a row. Are talking about 2016 in Pinarello or... <laughs> good point. I but forget we, who it was, but, but there was a Bianchi so, rider. So, Johan Museo had a very, very good point. He was riding the double suspension Bianchi, which he calls the throne. And he threw it in the ditch. He threw it in the ditch. So, um, he... Basically, he said... The thing you have to remember about Paris-Roubaix is it was super comfortable on the cobbles, but there's 200 kilometers of tarmac. So mountain bike technology doesn't necessarily transfer to road because you have different physical requirements and difficult, different demands from the environment. Prototype bike. I think he was in second, the lead pack, breaking away. Chain sucked, no. and he threw it in the ditch. Because he was frustrated. That was no, that was not Museo. Museo was 200 meters off Schmiel's wheel. <laughs> Carson and Museo I are having was, this was conversation meters, behind was the back. 200 meters off Schmiel's wheel, who was on a he had rock shocks, but he was on a on a who won? Rigid frame. Who won? Schmiel. Schmiel, right? Yeah. And 200 meters, it was <laughs> 10. And he couldn't close the gap. 30 yeah. kilometers. Chain sucked because he couldn't close the gap. He, no, chain he sucked, he and sucked. he threw he it, sucked at and that he moment. threw the it in the suck. ditch, and that was... I've lost my if show. He had won I've lost that? control of my well, show. I've been podcasting are, are, are for like 15 freaking years. You're picking you the one race I actually I mean, know granted, something about. The, the, you, you invite the three of us on your show, and you're surprised I have like that five topics, and I've got an hour and a half. This is killing me, and you guys are just talking about Check references. Next well, time, my, yeah, I my, mean, my question is, references. my question when, is, is you guys are talking. Frank recommends me, and I recommend <laughs> Eric. You're fucked. <laughs> my, <laughs> my point is, is you guys keep talking. When I'm saying you guys, for the listener, I'm pointing to the the guys who are anti disc brakes, and and I'm I'm so devil's advocate here. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think about the concept of you guys are saying, but it's always worked, so why improve it? Is, is this a, is this an it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality? It, no, no, no. It, it's one of those things where it's you, you see a market that's looking for something new that has an, uh, an opportunity for something new, and so you have no idea what to do. You don't want to actually develop something that's going to work like brake pads that work in the rain because they're there. So we say, fuck it, and we're going to put on disc brakes because they have a better track record of locking up a rear wheel, which is great, but the problem is when you're, you know, when you're going around a sharp corner at you know, 120 degrees on a mountain bike and it's pissing rain, then I absolutely, on a banked track for that matter, I completely agree that a, that a disc brake is going to be far superior. However, when you're on a road bike and, and yeah, it's raining, you're, you're going to be going around a corner to slow down. You're not going to need to have the same kind of stopping power the, the, that you would on a mountain bike. I mean, you're not looking for that almost complete stop to sprint out of the saddle. I mean, in a road bike, and Frank, you know this, I mean, you, you, you've done enough road, road racing and road riding with, you know, in, in, in all conditions all over the world that 
you're going to want to slow down to the point where you can get through that turn. And the brakes are not going to be your issue. If, if anything's going to happen, your wheel's going to slip out because there's shit on the tarmac or because your tires aren't grippy enough or whatever. That's going to be your issue far, far sooner than your stopping power. That, that's my experience. There's, there's already too much stopping power with the brakes we have. They're for slowing down, not stopping. Scrubbing speed versus coming to a complete halt. Exactly. I mean, you want nice loose brakes so you can flick it, okay. kiss the rim, and let it go. Can I ask where does this where does this push the average compu- uh, uh, consumer who is going out riding to and from work? Car pulls in front of them; they need to lock it up. Are we recommending that they're just it, not on the high-end bikes, not in the Pro Peloton, or not across the board? We have completely different topics here, though. I mean, riding riding your bike to and fro, just having fun, needing slowing down power. I mean, I had some moron almost T-bone me yesterday on my ride home because they blew through a stop sign. There was nothing my brakes would have been able. And to they do were on regular that. rim brakes. I was. They and were, I stopped. And that's why they almost T-boned you. No, they didn't slow down. <laughs> they didn't use their brakes at all. <laughs> but, I mean, so, so that, that's half of it. The other half is, is your racing. I mean, so, and I'm, I, I have direct out of the words of a manufacturer. Um, one of their pro teams was given bikes with disc brakes, and every single one of the riders said no thank you in comparison to their rim brakes. So the rumors going out there that it's it's injury ridden. It's these types of things where you see people with le- chunks taken out of their legs because some horrific blade came out of nowhere and the, like a scene are, from the movie Kroll or something like that. Those are the things that are going to sell the story of don't put disc brakes on road racing. I mean, those those are those are those are sales techniques. I mean, th- those aren't practical applications or real world examples of the shit that's going to happen. I mean, yeah, it's totally possible. But it's also more than likely that a chain ring's going to, you know, go straight into your calf. That's going to hurt a hell of a lot more than a rotor. I mean, chain rings are toothed. They're sharp. Rotors, yeah, they have edges like hockey blades, but I mean yeah. they're hot. Okay. Okay, so it cauterizes the wound. That helps. I mean, <laughs> Bingo, exactly. It's, it's kind of like a lightsaber. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Luke. So it's futuristic in a really cool way. All right, I, I believe we've come to an unfortunate consensus of our panel. We have three panel members, and it's, it's great for majority wins. Get grow, going to around town, enjoyable things like that, but not at the higher end. It's for scrub, it, we're talking about scrubbing speed versus stopping. I don't want them on my road bike. You don't want them on your road bike. I agree. How on my on my mountain bike, hundred percent. On my cross bike, hundred percent. On my track bike, I'm fifty no. fifty on the cross bike because there's so many crashes and pileups that those rotors get bent all the time. I completely agree, but being at the front helps with that. <laughs> <laughs> also helps with the need for braking. It's eliminated. Right, you don't need to. You, or you don't need to stop. You just need to slow down. Well, that is so fortunate that it leads me to my second topic about the incredible popularity of cyclocross at this very moment. Um, that we are seeing some sort of a renaissance, a resurgence of, of the concept of cyclocross. Maybe because I'm in a town where it's never left, but for those of us in the rest of the continental United States, it's seeing a gi- very gigantic resurgence 
Um, and is there something that we can credit to it? I've talked on other podcasts about the death of road racing. We talk about the fact that road races are impossible to put on because of the restrictions in the, in the USA cycling referees and, and roads and all these types of things where you've got problems with all those types of things. And now cyclocross is a much more contained form of racing. Is, is Okay, I have a hand in the air already. It's fun. It's fun to watch. Super it's, fun. It's, I mean, it's like miniature golf on crack. But cycling. On crack. I mean, the, the thing about it is you look at, you look at road racing, and, and unless it's televised, unless it's in a country that likes road racing and, and wants to actually go out and watch it, um, it it's, it's not fun. It doesn't, ingra- it doesn't engage a crowd, um, and, and that's, that's the issue we're seeing with road cycling, and, that, and that's not just road races that's circuit races it's crits it's i mean time trials are boring as hell to watch road races are even more boring the problem is you go out to a road race you're in the middle of nowhere in shit weather and you know if if you are you know if you're fortunate enough to have a single spectator they're going to see you once an hour at best um the thing about cyclocross that's so fantastic is you're on a short, closed course. You're drinking beer to stay warm, and you're racing your face off for an hour again to stay warm. But it's entertaining. You're you're able to not only entertain the rider and engage the rider. You're able to entertain and engage the spectator, and so it's actually able to be a spectator sport. That's that's the big difference right now. We've talked. I've talked to Sent about the concept too, where the competitor in a road race, you get dropped, your day's over. Uh, if you get dropped in a crit, there's somebody who's going to pull you from the race. Um, in cyclocross, I don't know about the concept of being lapped, but at least you're still challenging yourself against the guy in front of you, the guy behind you, or the course itself. True that, and and you always you have you. They're in urban areas. You have your friends come out. It's a very communal event, um, and you have people heckling you, cheering for you, everything, and it's fun. It's an excuse to go out and ride your bike for 60 minutes and drink beer. Beer hand-ups. Exactly. I, I have to be honest. That's probably the one thing. If we were way more serious about cyclocross in the U.S., um, it probably wouldn't be nearly as popular as it is. But the fact is, um, it's also probably the hardest for, like, it's, what I don't like about mountain biking is there's no rhythm to the ride anymore, right? There's so much bumping and jolting, right? And what I love about road cycling is you're on a low, fast bike, you have a rhythm to the stroke, and you're just basically flying along. Cyclocross has those elements, plus sand pits and barriers and run-ups, and so you're like, so just like in the hurt locker and then you still get the rhythm and the flight and the speed so for the for the rider it's super fun and challenging and then for the spectators it's fun so it's it's wins all across it's for sure the most fun it so is we need to figure out how to make road riding more or road racing um, a little bit more contagious that was my more. next question is how how can road racing change itself is there a way to change itself so it's, make it's it a, a cultural party. thing. I mean, the, the whole thing about crits, the crits became super popular in the U.S. It's based off of uh, uh, this, Dutch co- this Dutch concept called Kermis, which is basically a bike race around a circus ground, which is called a Kermis. Um, and uh, you see the riders come by a lot, which is, which is exciting. Um, 
But then you've got a race like the Tour de France that has basically you drive out the day before, you camp out at the side of the road, you wait for 48 hours. Some of these guys are waiting for, I can't even tell you how long, getting hammered. And then they come, the riders come by for 35 seconds, and it's the most popular sport in the, in the country, right? So it's yeah, but the thing usually about, cultural thing. Thank the you thing so about much. the Tour de France is beer it's hand not up. just... <laughs> yes, that was my wife doing beer handouts. She's awesome. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you. Um, the thing about the Tour de France, though, is it's not just the riders that are coming by. I mean, y- you have an entire... Oh, the whole carnival. You, you yeah. got a parade. you got a parade that comes through. And so, you know, they're, they're giving out swag and they're, they're having fun. And, and so they, they make it entertaining. They make it a party long before the riders even get there. So by the time the riders get there, you're like, cool. Now, the, now well, it's time to start they're hammered, too, probably, yeah, they're at hammered. that point. They're totally hammered. How else could you run around on the side of the road in a banana hammock? <laughs> Some people well, will do that sober, that's Carson. Like, you, you don't live in Spokane. Sunday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> there was, I remember I was at Alpe d'Huez. It was like 104 degrees Fahrenheit, and... The French were drinking Jack Daniels at noon. Viva la France. <laughs> exactly. They were like, American, we have Jack Daniels. What? So, I, I don't know if we're coming to a conclusion here save in terms of how road, ra- road racing can save itself. Because if you've got a, a little mom and pop event happening here this weekend um, and they're trying to put these things together, there's no way you're going to be able to turn that into a party unless you're going Fondo. You, you, no, no, no. There's, that's, a, that's I, there's a vision I have for a Seattle road race that would blow the socks off any road race in the country. Ooh, I want to hear, hear, hear it, please. Oh, my God. There, the terrain we have here... I'm going to copyright it, so hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you could, you could organize a very... The San Francisco Grand Prix was a really exciting, engaging race. It would be 100% harder than that. 100% agree. And the but that was a circuit race. That race. What's that? It was a circuit it race. It was a circuit though. race, but it was a long enough circuit that it was. But it's like, to your point, it wasn't like every hour and a half, but it was every forty-five minutes, maybe thirty. Yeah, I mean minutes? that 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 court that was a brutal course, though. Yeah. I mean, we can brutal. do a way more brutal course here. I I agree, we can. But the, the go up the south side of Queen Anne on the, the cobbles. The problem is, unfortunately, the city of Seattle hates bike racing, hates it. City of San Francisco liked it. The problem until was until they started having a bike race. <laughs> until they started, yeah, they, they liked the idea of it. That's a very good point. They liked the idea of it until they started having to shut down half the fucking city because it's you know, I mean, you, you don't want to do the race down in the sunset. You don't want to do it in the Richmond. You want to do it downtown where there's 26, 27 percent grades, and and it's it's fun because you have people walking upstairs faster than the riders are riding up the roads. But you guys are talking about an event that was for, for the elite levels only. How do I get Johnny, you know, high schooler, to suddenly become passionate about cycling? Because, when- because you do it as, at the same day. You do the elite stuff at the end of the day, right? So you have the beginning of the day with, with your Cat 4, your Cat 5, your Cat 3. You have men's and women's. And, and then in the middle, right, because our... We have a huge gap right now. So we got we have the the juniors who are racing. We have the the masters who are racing. We have an entire twenty year old and thirty year old generation, two generations who are who are missing from cycling right now. I mean, USA Cycling doesn't know what's going on. They do they don't understand that these you know these young adults can't afford to race. I mean, they're driving two and a half three hours away for a race that's. You know that they race for an hour and a half, maybe, and they're paying fifty bucks to do it. Like that sucks. 
Cross um, country, I could just buy my kids some shoes and take them to the park. Exactly. Just drop them off somewhere and say, run home. I mean... <laughs> you don't have kids, do you? Get home before daddy changes the locks. Yeah, get home before dinner gets cold. Yeah, right? exactly. Okay. Well, you had a better childhood than I did, apparently. Uh, I, it was a fl- I lived in a flat town, so it wasn't oh, hard. Gotcha. Um, but, but the thing that you should do is, is, is you got to make it all-inclusive, right? Um, you got to make it all-inclusive while being incredibly difficult, okay? Because you're, you're able to get those Category 4, Category 3, Category 2, 1, right? So you get the, the amateurs out there. Then you do a kids' race. You get the kids involved, which allows the parents to stay, have a beer, have fun. And then you have the elite race, right? And that's what brings everybody together because you see the beginning stages of racing all the way up to the elite stage and and in one place and in one day and that's something that we don't have why except in cyclocross okay that, that, cyclocross is the only well thing has some anymore. some cyclocross races not all of them i mean none of the races we have here offer that we have supercross super starcross supercross starcross yeah they do not anymore, yeah. not anymore. No, I mean a That's good. A, you're exaggerating. A good a good example no, of this is is Cross Vegas. I mean Cross Vegas. You have you have all of the USAC categories. You have a Wheelers and Dealers, which is just a total shit show, free for all, and super fun. And then by that point, everybody's drunk enough to hang around, wait for their Uber, and while they're doing that, they're watching the UCI race, and they're having a lot of fun, and they're, I mean, it's awesome. That that's that's the defining difference. Um, yeah, cyclocross does have it, and up here the nationals are going to be here in Tacoma, 2019? Um, probably a couple of years. Um, the the scene up here is the scene up here is really really good, and they do. It's, it's own, good on an amateur level. They do have all that right, right. And, and and occasionally you'll have. But a, Patrick you'll is talking, have a about the, talking about the star so you'll level. have the pros. But yeah, the thing about it is we, what what we need to get. We, we need to figure out is how to make road cycling not just, not just cyclocross in the fall, but road racing in the spring and summer um, more entertaining. And it really comes down to what Franck was saying earlier: is it's economics. It's say it's the it, it, at the Tour de France. It's the it's the parade. It's the um, it's the marketing behind the whole thing that the French see and they see the benefit of it, and we don't see it here. And if we can get cities to understand. If you if you go back to just your average urban cyclist, um, seven years ago when New York City decided they were going to get behind cycling, um, there was a huge outroar about, oh, my God, you're going to take away parking spaces to put in bike lanes, and my business is going to be crushed. And in the end, those businesses ended up seeing improvements of 30 40 50% in their business. Um, when their parking went away because all of a sudden you made urban areas more accessible and and more fun. And we need to figure out how to do that with, with road racing as well. You, you need to approach it as an investment opportunity because... Correct. Um, and so, so I'm going to use a specific example here. The city of Edmonds. You know, we're, we're talking to the city of Edmonds about hosting a crit next year, um, which would be fantastic because uh, their police hate it, so all the more reason to do it. Um, and and the, the thing about it though is it would be it would be super engaging because as 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 much as road racing pisses off communities and and it, and it pisses them off because 
you're you're going in your takeaway parking spaces and you're you're shutting down roads whether you know for uh, whether it's a rolling closure or a, a, a you know a specific period of time you're just going to piss them off you're not going to give anything back to them you have to bring something to the table for them because if they can go enjoy it if they can get something out of it then it's a partnership Right and 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 partnerships are are two way instead of just one way. Road races are one way, one direction. You do a loop and you piss off, um, and that doesn't help anybody. It's not fun. So basically, like what we're staring down the barrel of is is back to this enclosed circuit concept where it has to almost become just the de- we're looking at the death of the road race. I, I I don't think that. I think if you're able to. Uh, the death of the single-day road race, I kind of agree. I think if you make it a stage race, then the road race becomes part of it, and it becomes something that you want to see. Uh, same as the time trial. Um, then, then it's not just, uh, hey, we're going to be inconvenienced for a single day, and we're not going to have to worry about you until next year. Yeah. It's, hey, we're going to be inconvenienced for three days, but we're going to get a spectacle out of it, yeah. and we're going to make a shitload of money because of all the people that you're bringing in, and you're, you know, may, maybe you're going to get new riders from out of town. They're going to see your city for the first time, see, see your neighborhood, see your community. Um, and then it's an investment. Then it's worthwhile. Then it's something that, that you, as a community member, want to be part of. You want to help out. Um, I mean, like the Passport to Pain, which is, which is an event that, um, you know, that, that I, got, uh, I got to be a part of for the first time this year. It's a huge pain in the ass for the city. I mean, this is a completely residential community on a small island, and we basically shut down every single road on the island for an entire day uh but there were pat how many were checked 18 checkpoints 18 checkpoints and so that's that's 18 checkpoints that community members of vashon island uh had to man and, and like had fun manning it i mean we had multiple multiple stop points with, with with people just having fun at 9 a.m. in the morning with a bunch of sweaty spandex wearing dorks uh, and and it was an investment for them because it brought people to the island who I'd never been to the island before I'm gonna go back just for just for training in order just to piss off residents whatever um, that's the kind of thing so whether it's an organized ride uh, for for pain and pleasure, or it's it's a race. You have to make it an investment. That's that's the only way that it's it's going to succeed. Some form of a payoff is what we're saying in the long run, for not only the community but for the the riders at whole. Well, if, if if I work at a local restaurant and I'm pissed that because you're blocking my driveway and I'm late for my shift, there better be good tips at the end of the exactly. day. Exactly. We're going to bring all the spectators and all the people who have just finished racing or are just about to race, and we're going to we're going to either fuel replenish whatever we're going to make it worth your while it's big and picture big picture for yeah. sure and i think the road racing the road race isn't dead but i think it's going to take a hiatus and if you can get this urban road cyclocross whatever you want to call it race going then i think you're going to see road racing catch on again as well uh try time trial passion it's like all boats well, rise I mean, in the tide, right? Road racing used to be like, hey, we're going to meet at a parking lot in the middle of nowhere, and we're going to go race for three hours, and whoever gets back to the parking lot first wins. Now it's we got to go through ten different permits and five different municipalities, and we're going to piss everybody off. 
it, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. The bureaucracy of America has definitely killed road, road racing in a lot of ways. I agree. When, when I was road racing in Minneapolis, it was basically there was no anything. It was just a yellow line rule and... Stop Try not to get Stoplights were optional. Yeah. <laughs> right. And we did it in the country, so there weren't as many. But yeah, it was basically just racing just each other. Try and be safe. Yeah. And whoever un- gets their first wins. And unfortunately, right. now we all live in an America where there's no fun allowed. Please, let's not go down that path. Yeah, well, we could talk about the litigious nature that we're, we're staring down the barrel of constantly on a regular basis. All right, so um, I, I, I don't think we solved that that controversy, but it was what? at least a good we, discussion. No, we, we so provided... So what Seattle could do, too, saying. is stop having the road race season in the spring. By the time it's by the time it's over, yeah, it's the winter. By the time it's over, it's like... Yeah, stop having it like, in the winter. Stop well, having it in February when it's yeah. 30 degrees and raining. <laughs> Let's do road races when it's 75 and sunny and like, well, okay, cool. There is I'm an fine issue. being out I, on the road for four hours and busting my ass. I have had regular discussions with cyclists about that, however, and we're running into the, the concept of, as you spoke earlier, you've got this age gap in the sport, and you've got the, the, the older guys, and you've got these young kids, and the older guys all have kids who play soccer on the weekends, and so no, no, that's what, where what? weekend, weeknight racing is becoming more popular, because I can take Johnny to a soccer game on the weekend. Or what you have is you have masters, and, and, and I, I don't really like that term, you have... 35-plus yep. 30, riders who yeah. can still kick my ass any day of the week. What are you? What part of the word master are you not in love with? How you use it. <laughs> uh, no, here's the thing. So you have, you have masters who, who and, and, and this is a total overgeneralization, you have masters who have, who have careers and who can actually pay for themselves and then you have the juniors who have their parents paying for them. Right? Absolutely. That's, that's the thing. So you have, you have this, these, these 20 and 30-year-olds who have a shitload of college debt or auto loans or whatever, and Amazon's not paying them enough to pay off all of that and race bikes. Okay, Amazon's a bad example because they do. But, I, I mean, most <laughs> careers, you, 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 you not, you're not making enough money to be able to do all of that, have a social life... And for some odd reason, some people like to have a social life and race bikes. I think that is a social life, but it, it's hard. I mean, just on a financial level, it's, it's, it's very, very difficult because bikes are ridiculously expensive. Kit is, expect, is expensive. Uh, I mean, everything about it, you know. <laughs> Why are you looking you so You notice weird? how he picked on you about the thing. The guy who's got, he went, bikes are really expensive. <laughs> but well, kits are really <laughs> screwing you. I was gonna say that sort of you, begs you, the question. It's like ten thousand dollars. So Carson bike, has a special brand. Of bike. I have more. I have more kits than I do bikes. It does. I have more kit than I do bikes, and that's just because I have an awesome kit sponsor. Thank you, Eric. Oh my God! That, how they brought really it all of, back together right. to the hug circle. But it sort of. But it sort of begs the question. Is like, well, you know, where things. Things are expensive, and I, I where is, the, where like is stop- the industry in helping support that junior rider? Why don't we have that high? We have a we have a high school mountain bike league. Why don't we have a mountain a high school road bike league? When I got into road cycling, because in I'm the alone late in the '90s, I can't get any support to invest in it. I'm, I'm there for you, brother. In the '90s, a $2,000 bike was the top of the line bike, loaded with Durace, light frame beautiful equipment and now it's $30,000 bike. 
a little you're, extreme, you're, but you're talking a little about extreme, but a fifteen thousand dollar bike. You're in, you know, you're, yours was yours only fifteen thousand. You don't shake a stick. You don't shake a stick at a ten thousand dollar road bike. A fifteen hundred dollar. Well, road bike it, it, is barely worth swinging a leg over. But okay, here, here's the thing: we're we're obviously skewed. I mean, we're 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 four guys who are in the industry. Um, and well, three and a half. Three and a half guys who are yeah. in the industry. <laughs> we'll uh, call it three. I'm not really okay, in the industry okay, either. Yeah. Thanks, so. man. Okay, we got two we guys. We can call it four. I'm, I'm big enough. I'm big enough for at least one and a half. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was told there'd be no. Yeah, man. Who just called me fat? What do you guys call me fat? <laughs> I, I mean, the, the thing about it is, is, is yes, pri- prices are difficult. But the problem is, y- you have you have a few industry leaders who are setting prices that are not based on the product; they're based on marketing budgets, like um, disc brakes, which pays for disc brakes. And, and the circle is complete. <laughs> Moving on. No, and, and these were good. And actually, I, I was gonna. My next topic was gonna be, you know, carbon versus steel versus aluminum. But I don't. I don't know if we could even touch on that one. That was kind of more of a joke. I saw the look on all Just of your faces. Skip They're that all line. good. Yeah. Just skip I, it. That was more of a joke. On no my aluminum. Part. Yeah. No aluminum. No aluminum. Not unless it's well. I mean, beach I, cruisers are still. I had a Bianchi EV2 that was probably one XL EV2 that was one of my favorite bikes I've ever owned in my life. It was like riding a pile of spaghetti. You never knew what was going to happen. <laughs> you go into a turn. Am I going to go right or left? Let's see what happens. Pontani <laughs> won the double on that bike. <laughs> You're Pantani talking was, to a Pantani junior. Pontani was 90 pounds. You guys are talking to a junior I'm who spent his years Pantani's. on Vetuses. I ate a Pontani and was still hungry. Nobody. Oh, God. I spent my junior years on Vetuses. Oh, man. Which Tom were Kelly noodles. That was the first bike I really lusted after, but then I realized I was like way too big for it. Oh, I, yeah. It has a 175-pound limit. Look at me. I was 175 pounds as an eighth grader. Me too. And so my dad kept... Yeah, right. My dad kept buying me these things going, Sean Kelly rides them. Sean Kelly rides them. You can do it. And I'm like, Dad, Sean Kelly switches them out like monthly. Sean Kelly so just Sean drinks Kelly. potatoes all day long. That's the difference. Easy there. Yeah. But it's Sean not Kelly, a... Di- it's it's Sean, a compliment. Sean Kelly is... <laughs> Sean Kelly's team uh, was issued a training bike and a racing bike. Sean Kelly was issued a training bike until the next race when his racing bike became the training bike and he got a new racing bike. Those things were... They were I noodles. don't see an issue they with were, that. He just destroyed... What it was was actually he destroyed the, the glue they were using, yeah. the lugs, deteriorated over the course of one race. <laughs> well, you shouldn't use flexing. glue on nugs. Uh, Long this, was, this was yeah. This was this back is an, then. Ex- an exploratory this, this time. Aluminum, this was aluminum <laughs> lugs and carbon and carbon tubes. They were kick-ass. They, they were made though. before you were born, Carson. Don't worry this, about it. The great that thing is, is very possible. The great thing is this takes me to the second phase of the show of the podcast. This, we're still in the first phase. Yeah, this is <laughs> no, the. We're, 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 we're now. You, you guys drink. have been yakking so much, so I'm going to fly through this. But we do. The good news is we do get to take a short break, so I can actually air some commercials. Which we're not going to air here. I'm going to do that later on, but um, it also gives our audience an opportunity. You've heard from each of these three people on, Sorry on about that. Uh, sure expressing their the opinions, expressing their concepts, expressing their knowledge of the history of the sport. And so here's what we get to do: is we actually move on to the phase of pack filler trivia, and everybody in the audience gets to actually take a small piece of paper and vote for Frank Carson. Or Eric, and oh, if the like winner, I, said, I have the paid audience. Yes, but but here's the deal: the winner of the trivia contest, each correct question earns a point. 
the winner of the trivia contest. They vote on who they think is going to win the trivia. So we have a wonderful supply of... I'm not as dumb as I look. The glasses, the glasses help. You don't look that dumb. Thanks, man. Thanks. Okay. It evens out you being from Spokane. Okay, thanks. Like living in Spokane. Wow. Wow. Um, I also this get to keep the points tally, and since my math is so bad because Spokane, I'm from I'm Spokane, I'm going to screw this boy up. No, so what we have is we have a great stock of, of swag from our, our, our friends who came to the show. We have a, a good amount of Velominati hats. We have some watches. Carson, tell me about the watches, please, really quickly, if you could. So Why aren't we, you wearing one of them? <laughs> because I decided to donate all of them. So when we were still in San Francisco, which was about three years ago, um, we met a company called Modify Watches, um, and uh, their founder is actually a, a, a business school uh, graduate uh, at Cal, which, which you know was was fun because you know our family's kind of a Cal family. I appreciate the exposition, but hurry the hell up. Yeah, sorry. Uh, cool watches. <laughs> Modify watches, <laughs> asshole. They have his name on them. <laughs> we've got bottles. We've got some. Uh, one of our podcast sponsors. We've got some noon tabs here. Um, we've got some hot shot things that I actually brought with me from Leadville because it's this cinnamon jalapeno drink that you slam and you you curse heaven while it's going down, it but you don't you curse once it's inside. down. Yeah, it does. It does. It's like a magic fizzy lifting drink from or Willy Wonka. Organic amphetamines. <laughs> But anyway, the winners, the people who choose the winner of trivia get to choose from the prize pile. So I'm going to take a short break while gentlemen replenish their beers, and our audience gets to come up and write the name of who they think is going to win trivia on a small piece of paper. Are they voting for every question? I'm confused. Voting they're for every question because there are a lot of prizes. Yeah, do, like do, one do they, get, do they get to know the categories? This is a really simple concept that you guys are unable to grasp. <laughs> Every question vote gets a to- gets a point. Whoever has the most points at the end. Voting on every no, they're they're voting no, on no. They're, they're the voting winner. On the individual on us. after thirty question, we Frank wins. Everybody who voted for Frank gets to come up and pick something out of Frank, the pile. They're voting against you. Good I, Lord. I understand that, but there are more prizes than people in the audience. Don't tell the audience that they don't know that. We've got podcast listeners all over the world who are thinking we're in a huge place filled we with thousands and, of people. And no, we no, are. No, no, no. There's a lot of folks here. This we is have huge. thousands of prizes. This is huge. We just brought a lot it's of like prizes. It's like a big criterium. Think chicken, chicken. A lot of prizes. Winner, winner, Christ. chicken dinner. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, as they said. Now we've just officially pulled the curtain back, and everybody knows how the internet we works. We brought thousands of prizes. We brought thousands of prizes. For all ten Thank fans. Thank you. Now I heard what you said. In other words, we're going to take a short break while people go vote, and you guys go take a pee. Hey, everybody. Well, we wait a few seconds for everybody to vote for who they think might just win this pack filler trivia and the absolute chaos that is our show going on at Peddler Brewing Company. We got to pause and thank our friends over at Noon Hydration, N-U-U-N, life.com. Get over there, check out all the great products they have to offer to keep you hydrated. And of course, they've been so kind to give us products to give away at these live shows. Thanks to our friends over at Noon Hydration. Great stuff. Try the caffeine, the Noon Energy. Trust me. Just, Just trust me. Also, big thanks to our friends over at Honey Stinger, honeystinger.com. Once again, all great nutrition products to keep you going. And if you haven't had the waffles, you are desperately, desperately living a lie. 
Let's get back to all the great stuff happening at Peddler Brewing Company in Seattle, Washington with Pack Filler Live. All right, everybody, welcome back. That was a funny joke. Pop, man. What, what is this? <laughs> We've now reached the point of the show of, of, that is the most competitive. We just invited him. Pack Filler Trivia, everybody. What we did during the break was we had audience members vote for the person they think is going to be victorious in Pack Filler Trivia. We have different categories that we run throughout the evening, and each time somebody gets a correct answer, obviously they earn a point. And so at the end of the entire experience, whoever has the most points wins, which means the audience members who voted for that person get to choose from the prize pack. Make sense, gentlemen? Our Roger. first category for the evening is... Nobody's going to win. <laughs> which means I get a lot of cool stuff to go home with. Our first category for the evening is entitled, And the Horse You Rode In On. In this game, we will take the first correct response. And in chiming in, by the way, you will start by chiming in with your first name. And that will indicate that it is your turn. So, for example, if I call a question out, Frank thinks he knows it. He says, there we go. Carson's already expressed his ability to figure out complex problems in life. <laughs> for the first correct response, I will name a professional team along with a year, and you will respond with the brand of bicycles they rode. Does that make sense? It makes sense. For yeah. example, if I were to say 2016, 2017, Team Sky. Pinarello. Pinarello. Thank you, guys. You would start with your names Carson. first, <laughs> and then we'd continue with the process here. Eric, what is Frank Pinarello? Pinarello. There what we go. is Pinarello? Frank would have received. You don't have to. <laughs> I'm not that old to be Alex Trebek. Okay, and the horse you rode in on. Our first team, and in some cases I will indicate a year just in case it gets specific. All right, our first team. I need my points. Our first I'm team. Gonna, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little nervous. Deutsche Telekom. Carson. Pinarello. Nope. Frank Pinarello. Giant. I believe that's, that's year? Which year? What year? Give a year? Yeah, what year? You didn't say Did, a year. Didn't they ride it the whole time? Deutsche, Deutsche, okay, actually, Frank oh, wins. Fuck. Deutsche Telekom. Frank wins. Deutsche Telekom always rode Pinarello. They did. When they were changed to T-Mobile, they you're, cha- you're years right. later, they changed to Giant. You're right. Well done. Correct. Well this done. is going down like a lead balloon. Frank gets the first point, everybody. Everybody in the house say, Yeah! That was pathetic. That wasn't everybody, but <laughs> that I'll was, take it. It was close, though. <laughs> Our second team. Bjorn Aris and Jan Ulrich. Do I get bonus points for that? No, no but you're adorable. <laughs> Our second team from 1987. Team Carrera Vagabond. I wasn't born yet. Carreras. Frank Carrera. Frank named it correctly. He said his name first. He gets the point. I have a feeling we're going to have to start screwing things up in order to not have a Franck <laughs> landslide. Our next team, current, Kofidis. Carson. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Oh, that's look, Sorry. Frank, look. It's not look anymore. It's Orbea now. Carson actually takes the point. Oh! Carson takes the point. It is Orbea. <laughs> From 1994. Carson just rolled his eyes so far back, I think he's gone blind. Word perfect. Carson Colnago. Carson wins the point with Colnago. Nicely done. Never even heard of the team. You're pretty, you know. You you can almost from those years, you could pretty much just go with Colnago, and you're going to be fine. They rode Concords until 1993. From 1988. Before that, they were PDM. From 1988, this one's going to go fast. 7-Eleven Hoonved. Eddie Merckx. Eric Huffy. Oh wait, what year? Eric Huffy is correct. Eric is on the board. I'm getting destroyed. You have two points, you baby. They weren't really Huffies. They weren't. What were it they? Depends. For an yeah. extra oh, point. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> For two extra points, what were they? For two? For an extra point, what were they? I can't let the audience control this. It's just allowing heckling. Okay, wait a minute. For 88. For an extra point, what were they? I want to say, I'm going to go out on a limb. Lightspeed? No. Not right. For an extra point, they were a mix of Serratas, and for one specific Andy Hampston, they were, it was a land shark. God, you guys are nerds. <laughs> but I'll give it to Frank. That point. That's yeah, only I'll one point. That, I'll throw that point on there for Frank. From 20... <laughs> I was born in 88. <laughs> Were you really? Who gets Shit. born in 88? <laughs> the dude who's 29 years old. God. <laughs> Is it bedtime? Not compute. <laughs> he spilled on himself. Big yeah, time and get this cup? boy a bib. <laughs> I need a straw. <laughs> I don't from, even know why they're serving him here. From, <laughs> from 2017. Ajay Dozer La Mondial. Focus. That would be Frank. La Pierre. From 2017. Fo- focus. Frank, focus. Did you say your name? Okay, Frank, focus. <laughs> All of Frank? the two French teams. Fuck. Okay, our last in the horse and the horse you rode in on. Carson, you were alive. 1989. Wheaties. Carson, Trek. I'm leaving it. Wheaties. That was a U.S. domestic team. This that is was not, a U.S. domestic team. Look, what, what was the year it's again? It's my game. Sorry. 1989. Felt. Felt. No. Bianchi. He's, he's already said his name. He's out. He's just... Three, two, one. Got me. Eh. 
I'm sorry, the correct answer was Schwinn. We Schwinn at the time. I was trying to remember What's American bike brands that existed <laughs> in Schwinn? 1989. I should have come up with Schwinn, but I didn't imagine. Yeah, I think Paramount. they wrote Paramounts, actually. Exactly. Yeah, correct. Moving, moving you, to our... Moving I feel to our, some redemption now. <laughs> moving to our next category, which is entitled simply... Stop moving. That's going to sound professional on the tail end. <laughs> Editing is going to take me a month. Roadie, dirty, tracky, or lots? Meaning, I'm going to name a rider. You're going to tell me if they are a roadie, they are an off-road, which is dirty, they are a tracky, or they compete in multiple styles predominantly. you have predominantly. to say your names first? This is going to get very, yes. very hard. Yes, you have to say your names first. I'm sorry. If the hardest part is saying your name, <laughs> we've done well. It's, it's fighting the impulse not to say the answer. That's hard. All right. I'm going to start off a little simplistic here. Chris Hoy. Carson. Track. Oh, Carson. Wrong. Track. Carson wins with you track. Can't, you can't say your name and then take 10 minutes to answer. He can. He's chimed in. Have you up. watched Jeopardy with the little dots go down? I actually never and watched Jeopardy. It's, it is Sir Chris Hoy. <laughs> it is Sir Chris Hoy. Thank For you. For another point, please. No. I, <laughs> I don't For like another your point, attitude. Have you met him? Our next rider. Hans Ray. Eric, mountain bike. Mountain is correct. <laughs> Eric's going to get the mountain bike. Next rider, Eric Zobel. Carson. Funk. I think Carson chimed in first. Road. You got it first. Actually, that's not Lots. 100% true. Uh, Track. Eric, Eric Zobel was a multi-sport because yes. I think he won a silver oh, yeah, medal. They've all, none of them yeah, have chimed in properly since Carson, have they? That question's <laughs> been thrown out. He is lots because Eric Zobel yeah, was known for yeah, not only road but also for uh, the track. Next rider, Allison Dunlap. Carson. Track. Car Carson's on fire track. with the buzzer. Car He's just saying what's that? his name. Track. Is is <laughs> track, I'm sorry, is incorrect. Allison Dunlap. Frank. Yes. Mountain bike. Eric, multi-sport. Allison Dunlap she, was multi-sport. She was a road and a mountain. Track. And, and a track. Hold on. Hold well, on. Hold on. She's lost. So screw it. Because she had a road bike doesn't make her a road biker. Does she have any <laughs> results? Absolutely. On the road. Yes. Winner, she, winner, uh, chicken. Uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, no, the uh, Orida yeah, challenge. Well, oh, the, 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 the Orida Challenge, the big thing in Idaho, huge women's stage race. Next. I'm on a wireless Next. mic so Next. I can do this. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm giving it to Eric. I don't like losing. I'm I don't giving like it to you. Eric. I don't like you, and I don't like you. You like me. I love you too, Frank. Next rider. I don't like you. Your beard. beard Next rider. Shut up. Bob Roll. Eric. Road. Eric, I think, was I in there first. I can't even say my name. All I can do is squeal. <laughs> So many jokes that were I <laughs> in there. Eric, what was your response for Bob Roll? Wrong. Uh, it was multi. Be multi. No, that's not what you said. Multi. That's not what you said. That's not what you said. Throw it out. Throw it out. Throw it out. Next. Right, no. I'll, I'll put a parenthesis around that. Bullshit. <laughs> He did ride for soft ride mountain bikes, which soft I think ride mountain bikes actually mentioned. was the sport that he made the most money in. I ever. know, and I sold I sold <laughs> soft ride bikes on, back please. in the day. <laughs> Cheater! I'm just gonna go to and the bathroom. Like, Who the hell is Bob Roll? Is a Bob Roll a washed up road rider? Right, moving on. The hell? 
Next rider. Actually, our second to last rider in roadie, dirty, trackier lots. Mark Gorski. Frank. Frank. Road. Carson. Carson. Lots. Eric. Tracked. Eric wins. I get to take the parenthesis away. <laughs> Eric gets his rightful point. Mark Gorski. Don't look at don't the like, answers. I don't like the looks of the scoreboard. Current scoreboard sits with... I demand a more favorable category. Frank and Eric with four points. Carson with three points. Final name in the roadie, dirty, tracky, or lots. And I'm going fairly local because he spent a good amount of time here. And I'm going old school. I'm going with Mr. Tom Brosnowski. Eric. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> he rode road track and road. So he rode road, road track. He rode road, road track and road. Road track and road. Yes, yes, he did. Eric pulls into the right. lead. But he rode, but he won right with five points, and that rounds out roadie dirty track can, year can lots. We, can we have somebody that actually races currently, please, or in the twenty first um, century? No, thank you. I prefer to stick with, you the, like, with the oldies. Would you like some cheese with your wine? <laughs> Our next category is songs about bikes. Queen. <laughs> Sorry you lose, you didn't say Carson. I have a list of a songs that I'm going to try to play through the sound system here so our audience can hear. And I don't know, we, we as the performers, I do in quotation marks, are actually behind the speaker. So I'm going to play some songs. And if you can, you know what, I'm going to be nice. If you can honestly get the title or the artist, uh, you, I'm, I'm going to automatically give you the point. Yes, you still have to say your name. All right, our first song. This is going <laughs> to go down weakness. like a lead balloon. Led Zeppelin. Nope. Shh. Play, please, God, play. Eric, Kevin Bacon. Actually, I gotta keep playing it. No, you guys. I just googled songs about bikes, you guys. I, I demand a new category. I believe uh, the song. New category. Actually, was shut the hell up. <laughs> My white bicycle by Nazareth. Somebody heard of it. Does anybody or you here just know who shit? that is? All right. Next. No. Next. Now, do you guys name the artist? I'm, I'm, I'm making them easier as we go. Frank, stop looking at the sheet. I can't read it from that far. How about, how about if we name the guitar? No. Here she comes in a suit and tie. Shepherd's bush and a leopard's back. She's marching to the funky feet of James Brown and his dancing. I'll set your fish on fire. Mr. Whipping. Are you guys this sh absolutely crap? You're not even listening. Did you guys hear? Who, who, Carson, who could name the Carson, artist in the audience? Carson, Carson, Carson. Carson say it loud on Red Hot Chili Peppers. You guys are a waste of space. I said my name. <laughs> All right. This, this one's... I, I, I'll go quickly through this one, apparently. <laughs> Our next song, track. <sighs> Keep your minds clean. Carson. No spoil. Carson? Craft House. Frank. Craft Frank. 
gets a point which proves the category is not dead. Nice. That is Next. craft work. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that it's a in Germany. I only heard the bass on that, so... I'm going to honestly fly through this category. Okay, I, I think you, some of you guys are kind of hipsters, so you might know this one. All right, next track. Is that Slater Kenny? No, unfortunately, Eric. No, it's not. Does anybody in the audience have this one? Pixies, Carson. thank you. I, I am not doing this in vain because the audience knows more than my panel. True. <laughs> that should not surprise you at all. Say, look at them and look at us. All right, this one's going to go quickly. I know it. As soon as you hear the voice, you're gonna, this one's going to go quickly. Carson. <laughs> Barry Manilow. <laughs> You're both out. Frank, take your time. <laughs> Wait for the vocals. Frank doesn't. Frank, Tom Waits. Tom Waits what? is correct. <laughs> All right. Should I do one more? Or should I just say F it? And one more, I'm getting one more, I'm getting one more. I'm getting one more. Final song in our name that song about bicycles. Stop looking. Carson Queen. He's out. Carson's out. Front cake. Front cake, right? No. I will accept the title, as I've said earlier. No handlebars. No handlebars. Uh, handlebars was the word I was actually looking for, so I'm going to give it to him anyway, just because I wanted to prove that that category wasn't a complete waste of my time and show preparation. It was, it was a waste of my time. Can we have a new category, please? Yes. God, what a baby. No, no I just stuck with I stuck with ones that I thought Queen would really, really screw with. No, I, Queen was on there, but I went past it because Why? because everybody knows that song. It would have given me a point. I don't know. You're that true. Song. You're true. All right, our last category for the evening. Actually, our second to last category. We go to the final. The final. You know, I get five points for a question that I like the best. Is should, could, or don't. All right. I'm going to ask each of you, I'm going to provide a scenario for each of you to answer. You do not have to chime in first on this one. Each of you are going to allow, be allowed an opportunity to respond. So okay. is it best argument wins? Do we still have to say wins? our name? Wait, hold on. Is it you best, do not best argument wins based on crowd favorite? No, based on my opinion. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Hannah? Uh, <laughs> can we buy Patrick a beer? Should, could, or don't. Basically, I'm going to provide you with a situation a cyclist is presented with, a scenario in which a cyclist would be presented with. I'm going to ask you if you should do it, if you shouldn't, or if you could do it, maybe if nobody's watching, or don't. Hell no, don't ever do it. Make sense? Roger. Should, could, or so don't. So we will start. You mean, you mean 
cycling, like the choices you make when you leave. Well, you'll understand when I say it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you won okay. the music thing. Just moving on. <laughs> Should we have a little nap time or something like that? You guys okay? This is subjective. I'm gonna win. Let's go. Okay. We're going to start on the outside with Eric and move our way in. All right. Our first, should, could, or don't. Draft off of a complete stranger you come across on a training ride. Eric, don't. Carson. Could. Frank. Only if you ask after introducing yourself. I need a freaking Pick word. one of the three. I need a word. Should, could, or don't. I don't need, well, maybe if he's fuzzy about it. I wrote a book called The Rules, and one of the rules is that you ask. I didn't read that shit. It's like 50 pages long. Well, half of it are pictures, so. <laughs> That's true. That's, I did love the part about so that. So could, technically. Could. So we have two coulds and a don't. Is Personally, I've always been a big fan of don't. So in other words, Eric, it's the point. Why? Can I tell a story why? behind this one? Why? I mean, please do tell a this story. This is why you one. add color. You say, yeah, we Hi, need, I'm we drunk. Need, we need to present Do you mind argument. if I ride your wheel? Yes, I do. Okay, I won't. Yeah, we, yeah, we need to present <laughs> or, an argument no, for these. no, I don't. These. Then I will. You guys they, know you win nothing, right? If they're predetermined answers, that's some bullshit. But if we can provide arguments to persuade you one way or another, then it's worthwhile. You know what? You're right. You should start a podcast. Second. <laughs> buzz and a thump. Second. Buzz, buzz and a thump. Can I have a point for that, Buzz please? and a thump. I want to explain this. I want to explain this because I used to ride a lot more than I do now, believe it or we not. We can tell. Yeah, I know. You are a good-looking man, and hypocrite. We, and, and, and I remember riding back. I worked in the shop, worked in the bike shop, rode, was riding home over the Dexter grade. How long and, is this um, going to take? And it's a, with, it's it a take time long. podcast, As long as we want. This is a great story. Stand by. We have an hour and, and a half so on the podcast. And we're, so uh, we're, we're Dexter, Dexter drag, and we're going up the hill, and my, it's me and my mechanic, and we're riding, and all of a sudden I hear this crash behind me. Don't think anything of it. Get to the top. Get to the bottom of the hill the other time. I'm like, hey, what happened back there? And my, my, my mechanic buddy's like, oh, yeah, that was a buzz and a thump because there was some guy drafting off me, and I touched my brakes, whoa, whoa, whoa. and there was a buzz, and there was a thump. Okay, so the wow. story is don't draft off of you. I almost want to take the point away. <laughs> That's like an asshole move, man. <laughs> wasn't me. Oh, wasn't okay. me. Okay. was my okay. mechanic. Point I'm away. just saying. I'm fully in support of learn. Show of hands for people so in support of removing the point. <laughs> we hey, got, we got, we got, we come had, on, the show hands hands We had one hand in the audience, so you're all screwed. <laughs> hey, that's more than enough. That's like the majority. That's question, why you don't. Question number two. In should, could, or don't. And I'm going to put the first word in quotations. Quote, borrow, end quote. Don't. It's just the wheels off of your significant other's bicycle. <laughs> Eric, should. Carson. I put them on there, so most definitely. So should. Should. Okay. Wrong? Don't. There are two things you don't loan out. Cycling equipment and your wife. 
That's a double negative. There are so many stories I want so to know. That's a double happened. positive. It's a negative said, one point. I said could, so I'm going to give the point to Carl because he was the closest to it. See, I share points. Thank you. Because half the audience is with Carson. <laughs> Number three. You should, could, or don't fix someone's skewers that are pointing the wrong way. <laughs> Eric. Teacher. Eric. <laughs> We're starting from the outside. God, my levels are going to be all over the place. Won't. Won't. Don't. Right? Don't. Right. Don't. Don't. Carson. I have manners, so I should. Frank. Abso. Don't be a hypocrite. Lutely. Absolutely. So we have two shoulds and a don't. I honestly agree that it should be done. Um, so I'm going to give a point to Carson it, and a point to Frank. It's an etiquette thing, though. It's, it's a learning opportunity for etiquette. And the rules. It should do. happen with some coaching, but we're not allowed to talk. Is that like we're when not allowed a, to explain is that, our position? Is that like when a parent Showing spanks his child and says, "I'm doing this for you"? You just walk up to somebody, fix their bike, saying, doing. "I'm doing this for you." I got very Nick Cage there for a second. <laughs> I prefer not to. The dollar bill is trying to tell me something. No, no, wow. no. You do it when they're not looking. So when they now they suddenly look and they're like, "Oh shit, that's how it's supposed to be." Thank you for whoever did that. See. Eric understands now. He's a changed man. I've done it to your bike before. Uh, I find this category seems to apparently be working. Next one, number four. Uh, you should, could, or don't drink Bud or Coors Light. Eric. Is that a cycling question? Yes, it is <laughs> a, like a freaking cycling question. question. Let's just answer this really fast. Into the human Eric, this is a trick oh, question fuck. because if you're in Spokane... <laughs> And you are like at the top of the climb, and the guy pulls out a bud. He gets the point. You're like, all right, I guess that's what you got. I'm with you. Not how we do it on the west side. Should I just lock out the category now and just give Eric the freaking point? I was going to say, don't. Either give him a point or just the answer is don't. Gate all but of he his points. Yeah, Eric. Eric wins that one. Hands freaking <laughs> <Next>. down. <laughs> Insulted the host of the show and his hometown, but that was good. That's called Spokane style. <laughs> yeah, sprinkled with meth. Um, oh what? Oh, you God, said that. Now the local I, can I say I jokingly it. call it Bethlehem. <laughs> Beacon Hill, top of Beacon Hill, yeah. guy pulls out a Rainier. He's like, you want it? I'm like, yeah. right on. Rainier, With that's a different. a little bit of meth oh, that's local. on it, yeah. All right, next one. You should, could, or don't ride with your jersey fully unzipped. Uh, Frank, would you like to go first? Could. 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 Won't. <laughs> Screw it, I'm giving you all three points. <laughs> giving all three of us points is, is exactly the same as giving none of us points. I know, but uh, it's, everybody gets a medal. No, because then I get an extra point. Everybody gets a ribbon. <laughs> and I feel better about myself. <laughs> but I get uh, the real point. Number six, forgive anyone associated with Tour de Pharmacy, the HBO special that aired just this past summer. Should... Could or don't forgive anyone associated with Tour de Pharmacy. Forgive? Forgive. forgive. You mean forget. Say, hey, no problem, buddy. Yeah, yeah. 
Wait, are we talking about the actors or the... Across the board. Okay. Wait, this is... Wait, hold on. I'm going to actually call bullshit on this because the Tour de Pharmacy was super funny and the people associated with the movie were hilarious. And Lance Lance was fantastic. There were lots of people in the actual... In the actual thing that is based off of that you can forgive there's one that's an and asshole, the bear portraits were the best honestly, eric automatically gets the point that movie sucked <laughs> for shutting up <laughs> there was nothing about that movie that was respectful i watched that movie I wanting did. to laugh and every single frame of it was an actual waste of skin i demand that the question was thrown out based on an improper framing of the question my show pissed wait, off wait wait hold on hold on were you sober when you watched it i was dead sober 100 that's your problem Oh, it's my hematocrit level was too low. Get shit-faced. Throw it out. Watch it. Throw it out. A different perspective. I'm like 58%, man. This is funny. That Imagine guys thrown out. You're, you're from Spokane. More cores light. God, you're just, just okay. going straight no, no, for it. No, 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 no. Hold on. Eric just gets negative one point. For, yeah. for Bastion Spokane again? Yeah. And okay, I'll take that one Negatively, Negative two points for So we're back to where we were. That satisfies all of us. We're back to where we were. Number seven, where a jersey, Frank's going to have his opinion on this, where a jersey from a defunct pro team, a pro pro team that does not exist anymore. I'm not talking about shirts. I'm not talking about socks. I'm talking about the jersey. Can you wear a jersey from a defunct pro team? Eric, would you like to go first? Wait, wait, hold on. Okay, so yeah, Peter has a good point. Did you race for them? No. Okay. Uh, Define defunct. Define defunct. Uh, no longer in existence. That's it? Yes. Disgraced or not? <laughs> it's my turn. Uh, you're, <laughs> you're losing the panel members. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> don't. Don't with a caveat. Oh, God. Shut up. Move no on. caveats. If you no are, caveats. If you are riding the no, matching... No, you had your one if you caveat. you are matching the team bike that the jersey goes with... So wouldn't you say by this... Would be okay. This, would you say this is a could... I guess it would be a could, could. but you'd have to have all the sh- your shit together. Oh, I gotta have your shit together. Right, like if you're riding on the Wheaties team, if you're riding on the Wheaties team, you would have to be riding a Schwinn. A Schwinn. Please, please tell me that you don't have the head-to-toe pink skin suit that Pantani wore. <laughs> no, I have that. I have that muscle one that Cipollini wore. I prefer the zebra stripes. And I don't stripes. ride with the jersey. <laughs> I prefer the zebra stripes. Sleeveless. Uh, Carson, we have a could. Don't. Don't. Frank? Could. You and know what? I will qualify my answer with Shut up. a vintage wool Malteni jersey on Eddie Merckx's birthday. I'm going with uh, two uh, coulds on that one. I'm good to be on that one. Yeah, I, I, that wins. Because Carson, I, you're I trailing there, Grasshopper. Whatever. Do you have a Multini jersey? I do. Do you have it with a Campagnolo pin? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah, and it's, it's all like stitched. Like a pin, though. Well, with a Campagnolo hey, pin. pin. Hey, guys. guys. Eddie did not race with a pin. Guys. No, no, I understand. I'm just saying, guys. the one that I have was Stop. my dad's no, with no, World no, Championship really stripes sp- and a Campagnolo Stop. pin. Guys. It's fucked guys. up. Guys! <laughs> Jesus, age tap dancing. Uh, next one. I only have three left. Forgive someone for owning a recumbent. Frank. Never. Don't. Never. Never. I believe all three get a point and on I that. Love my dad that. On that. Thing there. Never. All right. Wait, hold on. Do they have a windshield? <laughs> 
Wait, can I can I explain my answer? Because I, I have to say, because I do love. Is all it short? Wait, no, short, wait. Is the is the I love a two wheeler or a three wheeler? Two wheeler, two wheeler. I love all things on two wheels. There are three wheel recumbents. Recum- recumbents. Yeah, I didn't know there were three wheel recumbents. I was hit a couple years ago one. by a guy in a car. That's respectable. And his excuse was, "Dude, I'm sorry. I ride a recumbent." <laughs> oh, all right then. Gas. See, here's the thing. If you're riding a three-wheel recumbent, it means that your ass wants to be on a bike and you can't stay upright on your own. That's respectable. I, okay, I can see what you're saying there. So could. I'm going to change you my can answer have a to could. Sur- and I just provide an argument to sway you in the right direction so I get a point. No, you don't. All right. I used Frank's story. <laughs> and that's a challenge in itself. Do you know how many times he had to edit that book? Did you give him the point? I did. <laughs> <laughs> Our final two before our, our, our ultimate final Jeopardy question. Jeopardy is trademarked and it has nothing to do with me. Number nine, Eric, you ready for this? Ready. Ride an e-bike. Never. I believe Carson sent his vote in. What about Pat? Could, should, or don't. Eric, absolutely and I own Never. one. Oh. Never. Absolutely not. Eurobike huh? Euro would be smaller than Interbike if they got rid of the e-bikes. My bike? No, Eurobike, if they oh. got rid of all the e-bikes. I thought you said your e-bikes. bike, and I was like, what? No, 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 if they got rid of what all I do the e-bikes you? and Eurobike, it would be smaller than Interbike, and that's sad. Unfortunately. Well, I believe we're all going to have a little sad moment here. This, I don't, this I'm not tracking you at Frank? all, but it's Just move don't. On. Don't? <sighs> Absolutely. You know what? I'm going to confess something to my audience. Okay, please, but there's no, there's no way that move on. people who said oh, don't God, to this Peter's question eyes. at a <laughs> European road racing podcast could lose a point. <laughs> because, you, although, yeah, can, to wait, be Pat, fair, can we take a point off of Lance your score? Lance Armstrong rode an e-bike. So you know what? Lance Armstrong rode an e-bike. So why don't you Lance give Armstrong rode an e-bike. The, uh, why don't you give ah. the e-bike votes the point? Okay. Uncle, let me award. Wait, are we? But we're not talking racing bikes. We're talking riding. Wait, are we cat three French cyclists now? (laughs) Are we what? You're getting very specific. Are we cat three French cyclists? No, that's dopers. No, 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 no. no, A cat three French cyclist just got. Yeah, I know. He did just get popped. Yeah. Yeah, that's what riding an e-bike is. It's doping. We're not talking racing. We're talking. I said ride an e-bike. I didn't say race. It's the same thing. Recreational recreational use is just as bad. If you're riding, you're racing, bro. All those mothers, all those mothers on Finney riding with their kids around. You're dopers. I moved to throw this question out and replace it with one that I ask. All right, right, as we go into our final question of the day, our final question. I'm just gonna make fun and say it's worth. How many should I say? Well, let's look at our points totals. Frank has eight. Carson has seven, and Eric has 11. What? You're not so I should make the final question worth at least three points, don't you wait, think? Wait, are, does, does that yeah. count all of the No, it should be worth four points. points. Four points. Four points for our final question. 17 points. And this is so biased that you guys are going to hate me so forever. So basically this question is for the, for the universe. 17 points. For the what? For the, like, the championship of the universe. Oh, universe. I thought you said uterus. I thought he said uterus as well. Yeah, that was really messed Damn, up. I didn't know Sarah. I didn't know Sarah Silverman was here. 
Thanks for Peddler Brewing, a family-friendly fem- restaurant. Not I anymore. I mean, beer brewery. It's not a restaurant. Well, there are. Th- All right. Our final question worth four points. Please describe in a very pleasing way your dream bike vacation. Dream cycling-based vacation. Carson has his hand in the air first. You can go. Okay. So I get dropped off somewhere in the middle of nowhere, well, preferably at a hotel or somewhere where we've stayed the night. I get to then draw a ride from winery to winery while in France while my wife has a car to drive her from winery to winery. <laughs> okay, we ha- we have a winery to winery while my wife while your wife with her mother-in-law with my mother in- no 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 my mother-in-law not her mother-in-law. Okay. Uh, my mother-in-law is with her and we are given and and so she is then they are they are driven from winery to winery and and apparently brother-in-law um, and sister-in-law. <laughs> this is turning into a, like a Partridge Family bus vacation. That's that's the unfortunate part. But I <laughs> get to ride through the French countryside from winery to winery, and get with my teammates. Okay, all three of them. In, in, this has very quickly in, uh, become a popularity audience. contest. And <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm seeing everybody's vacation. like. I, <laughs> feels to me like Carson's not winning in this vacation. But that's his answer. Let him stick with it. Let him stick with it. But he's digging his own hole. You guys are wrapping your mic cords like Roger Robert Daltrey here. It's just starting to look cool. So once once we've descended Alpe d'Huez, okay, okay, on rim breaks (laughs) in the summer with our jerseys unzipped because we could, we. Whoa, 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 whoa! You're descending. You're taking forever. You're descending with your jersey unzipped. That's. Savagery, you have no, it no, it's, on the way up. It's sexy. And then you sit up super cool. Oh my god, the show is no, ending I, as it began. I sit up. Okay, Maybe hold on. Maybe you throw on. a newspaper under there. It's not cold enough. It's the middle of summer. It's not cold enough to zip it up. Okay. Okay, can I summarize with winery to winery with family and a gigantic cult bus following you along? Okay, which sounds great. Because the audience is eventually going to get to pick the best vacation. Yeah, I mean, they're in. They, they, they already bought into the story. They, you they did bring a lot of people, so, so that win. might help. Thank you. My wife gave me 10 points. So Eric? I mean, I win. My dream, dream? cycling yes. holiday would be to have everyone under this tent <laughs> win a million dollars. <laughs> And then come with me and do whatever the fuck they wanted to. Wait, hold on. How, I'm going to call on, that the on. Lots OBS tour. How are bikes involved? I don't know, but it sounds dirty. Was that part of the question? <laughs> Frank, bring us on home. I grew up on... Family cycling vacations. I've ridden on every road in Europe that you can imagine riding on. Uh, what I, my dream vacation at this point would be to bring my bike to Europe with my family. Maybe Tuscany. I'm thinking. I'm just riffing here. Tuscany. I ride the important things that 
I wanted to ride. We explore the city by bike, by city bike. We explore Is that an e-bike? What's that? Is that an e-bike? <laughs> <laughs> no. Watch, your, watch and, it. Uh, <laughs> we have a lovely time as a family, and that's it. Simple as that. Okay, can I change my answer to my real answer? What now? do I label no, that one as? No. <laughs> you tried to buy your answer. It doesn't work. I'm gonna call that funny. one. I'm gonna funny. call that one Bronx Fairy Tale. <laughs> My real, if I was just, it was just me and not these people. We're included. past the Irish oh, lots on. of you BS. Just, you just offered all of them a million dollars, and now you're saying without these people. Well, I want to give them another answer. I'm just hedging <laughs> my bets. Can then hold on for my other answer, which is gonna involve bribing everyone. By the way. Okay. With e-bikes. Audience, I'm going to offer this up to you guys, and I'm going to take this in, in forms of, should I, I, if I do applause, we know Carson's going to get the points, right? <laughs> Although, however, if you guys are honest enough with your, with your answers, and you're good people like you should be, we have a winery to winery tour with a bus from Carson. We have... Everybody gets money, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car, lots of BS from Eric. And we have Frank's Fairy Tale, which special. Just almost requires Vivaldi's Four Seasons playing in the background. <laughs> so can I have a, a, a cheer? Let's start with Frank's Fairy Tale. <laughs> right, that's not bad, that's not bad, that feels good. Can I have <laughs> a cheer for lots of BS? Eric's tour. I'm afraid to ask this, but can I have a cheer for winery to winery? Thank you very much. I believe the moral here, I believe the moral here is bring your friends. <laughs> and your wife. <laughs> and your wife. Our final total. Frank coming home with eight points. I still didn't win. Let's hear it for Frank with eight points. 17 points. points. I'm not going top winner. Our, our, our next competitor is... Do you know how, how you tally these? Oh, my God, you guys. You no, don't, don't. Hey, I... <laughs> Are you a caveman? You guys like, ready to hear this? know how to count <laughs> Carson coming through in a final push with 11 points. Oh, and please give us a speed round. Eric coming through with a final total of 11 points. We have a tie for our win, which means basically we've got fortunately more gifts and prizes to give away than there are people voting. Everybody wins. Point stealing accessories. Yes, I'm buying your last beer. <laughs> Is, is, is that like a, a pity beer? Yes. 1,000%. No, you guys, um, before, I, before we finish off, first of all, everybody who voted for one of those two people, in fact, let's be honest, pretty much everybody who voted can probably come up and take a wonderful prize. Um, let's, let, can I please have a huge thankful to our panel, to Frank, to Carson, and to Eric for being here. I'd like to give a big thanks to Peddler Brewing for having us here. If you guys have more noise that you can make for Peddler Brewing. Thank you, Seattle, for having us. I'm Pat Bulger. This is the Pack Filler Podcast. You can find me on packfiller.com. 
or that old iTunes thing. Thank you guys for coming out tonight. Appreciate you being here. Thank you, Patrick. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks is right. Boy, keeping those guys under reins was a son of a bitch, I tell you guys. Actually, a lot of fun. Big thanks to our friends over at Peddler Brewing Company in Seattle. If you have not been by there, you guys, I honestly, I am a beer snob, and their stuff was really good. I had several different, as you could probably tell as the night progressed, I guess samples, 16-ounce samples of their wares. And uh, great stuff. Really wonderful place. Very bike-friendly, very dog-friendly. We were outside in a beer garden tent area that was heated, had a uh, food truck there. Highly recommend when you're in Seattle to stop by our friends at Peddler Brewing. Look them up on Facebook. Look them, on, look them up online. All kinds of fun stuff happening there. Also, big thanks to all of our guests for being on the show, members of the panel. Frank Strack, multiple times on the show. Hopefully, we'll get him back again if he's not too pissed. I think he left in a grump because he, I don't know if the trivia went too well from him. But he's a sensitive guy, so we'll, we'll cut Frank some strack. Not to mention Frank some strack. We'll cut Frank some slack. <laughs> <laughs> also, big thanks to Carson Hedrick, new guy on the show. Very much a smart ass, and I think he broke one of my microphones. And, of course, Eric Solberg, man himself from Castelli Cycling, uh, admits to riding an e-bike and also a really fun guy, and he has adorable pictures of his dog. If you run into him sometime, ask him to show you pictures of his dog. Be sure and uh, like the podcast on iTunes. Send us a uh, uh, approval if you like it or if you hate it yeah i guess you could send us a hate message also facebook where else twitter instagram all that shit i'm everywhere next live show is scheduled to be in spokane washington back at our friends at river city brewing in november be sure and stay tuned to that also we have new guests for in-studio interviews for that old school show that you are also pining about and wanting back i promise all stuff coming now that the weather's getting cold and i don't want to go outside and ride anymore until next time you guys we will talk to you soon take care Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.